tonight can we bless God for every one of them everyone that have sang tonight musicians everybody come on y'all do better than that 
Hallelujah. You may be seated. The first thing I want to do is thank God for the oversight of this house, Bishop Francis, who is iconic around the world. So let's thank God for him for allowing us to use this facility. His daughter is a powerful force within our own right. And then the man who has put this conference together, can we bless God for Dr. Oscar? Brilliant man of God. So powerful. So anointed. A modern day theologian. And we bless God for him. And there are some powerful men and women of God here. Let's bless God for every one of these men and women. I mean powerful within their own right. I won't be long at all. Very quickly. I want to go to 2 Kings. Sound man, if you just give me a little more power up top. Second Kings, second chapter. I think I'll go to the ninth verse. When you find it, say amen. All right. Say it one more time like you got some power. Say amen. Amen. When they had crossed... Elijah said to Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked for a difficult thing, Elijah said. And if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours, otherwise it will not and they were walking along and talking together and suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them and Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind Elisha saw this and cried out my father my father chariots and the horsemen of Israel and Elijah saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Elisha then picked up Elisha's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He asked. And when he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. Everybody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I want to attempt to talk to you for the next 30 minutes on a simple topic called fire catcher. Everybody shout fire catcher. In this particular pericope of scripture that I love so much, when you start looking at chapter 1 of 2 Kings, you're going to discover that King Ahazi, who had fallen from the lattice, and when he had fallen, he had a bad injury. And when he has this injury, it's in 2 Kings 1 and 2, 
he sent messages saying to them, go and consult Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, to see if I will recover from this injury. This is the message that he sends to his messenger to go to this particular god. Second Kings 1 and 3, but the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, go up and meet the messenger to the king of Samaria and ask him powerful question. Is it because there is no God in Israel that you are going off to consult to Bezebub, the God of Ekron? So the whole premise is laid about this particular portion of scripture. Are you going to Beelzebub because you believe there is no God in Israel? So he states his claim and wherever it is that uh, Elijah is, God speaks to him and while this king is injured, they meet. He and the messenger, they meet. He tells him, you're going to die. Gives him a wonderful prophecy. You're going to die. And is this particular reason you're asking us is because you don't have a God in Israel. He comes right back to him. So then we laid the premise, the God in Ekron, Beelzebub in Ekron is not the same God that you see with uh, Baal and Ahab. These are two different gods. Baal and Beelzebub, this particular God is supposed to be a God who has prophetic impulses or prophetic power to talk about the future. So this is why he's sending for this particular God. And so while he's sending for this particular God, his name means Lord of the Flies. Ah, isn't it amazing that when you need a word, it will always fly to you? But is there not a God in Israel? Or are you searching for a God that will agree with your circumstance? A lot of us always do because you know that God is not in tune with what you're doing. And so you'll search for a God, a God that will listen to what you're doing that you absolutely know is incorrect. But you have itching ears, so you're listening for a prophetic impulse, one that will fly even in church. Because every prophet in church is not of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Prophet Elijah is one of the most interesting and colorful people in the Bible. And God used them during an important time of Israel history because they kept flirting back and forth with Beelzebub, with, the, with Baal, who Jezebel brought in with Ahab as a leader in the king, uh, as a king of Israel in the northern kingdom. And then they're flirting back and forth with him. He brought him out. A lot of times we thank God for bringing us out. Then God brings us out. Then we flirt with new gods. We flirt with men that bring us crazy gods. We flirt with women that brings us crazy gods. For some strange reason, we have a difficult time sticking with the God that brought us out. I, I know they said you don't talk much over here, but look at your neighbor and say, what God do you serve? What God do you serve? Yeah. What God do you serve? I, I say it louder than that so I can hear you. What God do you serve? What God do you serve? Do you serve the God that brought you out? Do you serve the God that made a way? Do you serve the God that pulled on you when nobody else would pull on you? Do you serve the God that loved you in your mess but pulled you from your circumstance? Or are you looking for a God that does not want you to change? So Elijah, Elijah is an interesting fellow. He has such 
extraordinary power. But yet James tells us that he was a human being just like you and I. That's what makes it interesting for us, especially in the New Testament church, that we do lay a lot of emphasis on him, but at the same place, we all have the same measure of faith that Elijah had. We have the same measure of faith that Abraham had. We have the same measure of faith that Noah had. That means you can build it without anything. That means you can walk without directions. That means you can trust God when nobody else is trusting him because you have the same measure of faith. Well, what's the difference? You've got to learn how to walk by faith. You've got to learn how to trust God with what you have and watch God bring you into new realms and into new destinies. But it starts with you walking by faith. Everybody in the room shout, walk by faith sound like you're at my church now my god today this particular man so powerful that his imprint is in scripture through the new testament that we believe that he's going to come back in the form of john the baptist they're dressed the same with the leather outfit and the belt that has come across and john has this crazy message that he's preaching but yet then when the new in the new testament when uh, the disciples are following jesus and they have this conversation with him up the mount transfiguration they get there and he says you know what why don't we build a temple for the three of you jesus and why don't we build one for moses and why don't we build one for elijah he's such an important figure that even these ones that are following jesus are saying let's build a temple for him he is an amazing man but let us not finish that let us not stop there because you are an amazing man you are an amazing woman and i know we get high off of this scripture but you got to recognize that you are a walking epistle living and read of men you are an amazing man and the moment you recognize what God has deposited into you you'll start calling fire down on everything that has tried to rob you of your peace your sanity you have the power just like Elijah somebody shout hallelujah this particular man he's powerful he's colorful and in this text they come looking for him the king says go see what's going on who said that he said well it was a man that was dressed like this had on this wool and had on this leather belt he said oh I know exactly who that is that is Elijah so he says go see him so he sends a captain and 50 men now look at how powerful this man of God is he's so powerful that they send soldiers and a captain not just a regular man but a man that's in charge they send this man to talk to Elijah and Elijah's sitting on the hill you've got to learn how to have the character and the charisma and the power of Elijah when trouble comes after you because all he does is sit there and he says if I be a man of God Now see, I need, I need at least 50 saved people in here. The rest of y'all can just sit there and watch us. But, 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 but this man, this man is sitting there with 51 people, 50 soldiers and one captain. They come up to him and say, we're looking for you. He says, if I be a man of God, I will call fire down on all one of you. And the next thing happened, burns all of them up. Wish I had a witness in here. Look at somebody and tell them, I got that kind of power. I've got that kind of power. Don't mess with me. He 
sits there. He sits there, apostle. He sits there. He sits there. He sits there. And he's so powerful. Now think about it. 51 men have been burnt to crisp right in front of him. The king sends another set. He sends a second captain and another set of 50. So when the second set come, the second set come looking at the remains of everything that just been burned. But yet they're still cocky enough to have the same type of mindset. You always have that kind of enemy. They will see what happens when people mess with you. But yet they will still try you. And God said, if I be a man of God, I will call fire. Burns them up again. Now there's 102 bodies that are burnt crisp in front of you. When God gives you that kind of results, then you stick your chest out and you let the enemy know, I'm too powerful for just any kind of attack. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down with me. He sits back down. He sits back down, apostle. He sits back down. This is this. I, I need you to see fire under control. I don't have to snap on you. God will. I, Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I'll sit and hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle because victory is mine. I'm not worried about how many soldiers you send towards me. I've got God. He sits back down. He sits back down. Look at somebody and tell them, sit down, sit down. Sit down. See, what you don't understand, that was prophecy right there. Because you're raging and mad and ready to cuss and ready to fight and ready to pull off your earrings and pick your nails off and pull your wig off. And I just came to London to tell you, sit down. Don't let them record you getting mad. Don't let them post you getting mad. Don't let them see you getting mad. Sit down. Call fire. Don't call them. Wish I had a witness here. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Practice it. Tell somebody, sit down. Oh, y'all saying it too loud. Say it soft. Sit down, sit down, sit down. That's the tone you're going into this season. You're not screaming at nobody. Sit down, sit down, sit down. And you've got to have friends that can hear that. Sit down, sit down. If you're going to hang with me, I don't need you loud. Be soft. Sit down. God's power is already loud enough. God's anointing is already loud enough. There's no sense of me being loud when God is loud enough. Sit down. Practice it. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. That's 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 your character going into 2024. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. I'm not going to let you get to, I'm not even going to get you on You're not going to get me on record going off. Sit down. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. You're not going to see me on camera. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. No matter of fact, I'm actually too good to scream at you. Sit down. 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 So I'm not going to scream. So he sits down. Watch him now. There are 50, 50 bodies times two. Two captains. So what is that? 102 people. You would think that you learned your lesson. And I think it's so powerful that Elijah just sits down amongst all of the dead things. 
He sits there. The smoke. The bones. You preached about the bones earlier. The bones. The smoke. The smell. The remains. But yet, Elijah is sitting there because Elijah knows there's another set coming. So he stays there. And as he stays there, this last group, they had a difference in their approach. This captain comes, hits his knees and says, glory to God, I, I love my life. It's in the Bible. He says, I love my life too much to approach you this way. He says, so I'm going to ask you, would you please come down and go with me to see the king? There's a lesson for you. If you let God do it, if you let God do it, what you said to them will change how the next group approaches you. This is why you can't scream. Because if you keep screaming, people will know you as a screamer. But if you just sit down and let God be loud, eventually the enemy will know you cannot come at her like that. You cannot come at him like that. Why? The remains will tell the story. Do you know how many people got cooked from trying to have a conversation with him the wrong way? So the enemy will come correct if you let God be God and you sit back and say, sit down. goes to see the king this group escorts him look at it so in one season he's sitting on the on the hill alone and the next season in his life he's been given security detail now he has 50 people escorting him to see the king he's got the king he's got the captain speaking for him so this is why you can't always get too mad at your enemy because they're going to be the detail to take you into your new season. How will they not? They're going to be your footstool. Then you can't kill them. You have to let them kill themselves. So the enemy escorts, escorts him to see the king. Think about it. The enemy is escorting you to see the king. The enemy has now become your security to take you to see the king. What does it look like to the friends of the enemy that heard the enemy talking about you? That heard the enemy saying that you wasn't worth it, but now they're escorting you to see the king. There's going to be a flip in your season. Oh. Somebody say, I receive, I receive, I receive, I receive. Who you thought was going to open the door is not the one. It'll be somebody else that's going to kick the door open because of the remains. The remains. The remains. Am I all right with y'all so far? They take him to see the king. And the king says, well, since you're here, what can I expect from this entry? Elijah does not change his prophecy because he's in front of the king. He does not change his sermon because the king won't like it. 
He doesn't change the song because the congregation may not take it. But what he does is he sticks to the message that God gave him. Because Elijah knows if I don't give the right message, I will become 103 of the remains. Oh, I wish I had a witness in here right now. So Elijah goes to the king and he tells the king, you're still going to die. Wish I had a witness in here. That's how tight you have to be with God that you can walk into the face of the enemy and tell him exactly what God said, even if they're not going to like it. You're still going to die. And you know what happens? He died. Chapter 2, you see him here. After he's done all of that, he's called fire down. He's getting ready to depart. We know that in chapter, uh, I think it was 17 or 19, when Elijah meets him, Elijah's, Elijah's plowing. And Elijah walks by him and throws his cloak on him, throws his mantle on him. From the time he throws the mantle on him, of course, he says, I need to take care of a few things and then, and then I'll follow you. He abandons everything. He follows Elijah. So this man has been an eyewitness of the things that have happened in Elijah's life. And so while they're walking together, can you imagine all the things that he has seen? But yet we don't hear anything from Elijah. Elijah doesn't have a microphone because it's not Elijah's time. So Elijah, Elijah is just waiting his time. Just like he was on the plow when he found him. A lot of the times, you don't make it to where you're trying to make it because you jump over the time. It's not your time. I am in my 40s. I've never been to London in my life. This is my first time ever coming here. I, watch this. I've never preached overseas. This is my first time ever preaching in another country. But watch it. It wasn't my time. It wasn't my time. And had I jumped past time, I probably would have never gotten a chance to come. But now God has placed me in a place because I waited my time. But that doesn't mean the cloak wasn't on me. I wish I had a witness here. That doesn't mean the mantle was not on me. There was a season where you would have to have the mantle and not be seen. Look at somebody and tell them, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. You will have to walk behind somebody for a season. You will have to be in the shadows. You will have to learn the language. You will have to find the knowledge. You will have to develop the skill so that when God calls you, you will be ready. Tell somebody, it's not my time yet. But watch this, watch this, be seated. Sit down. Be seated. I don't even know how much time I got. 10 more minutes, 15 minutes? So watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. What I love about scripture 
When we start talking about seasons, time, and authority, that's your, that's your cloak, your mantle, a certain season, certain time, authority. All right, so you're walking in a season. There's a certain time for you, and there's a certain authority over you. And then there's a season where you will become the one that is in authority. So, so, you're, so you're walking that. But when the Bible starts talking about, I believe it was the children of Issachar, that they understood the signs of the time. And then when you look at Issachar, I believe back in Genesis, when it talks about them, they were mantled for service before they were mantled to preach or mantled to speak. They were mantled for service. They were, they were called a sturdy donkey. That's what they were called. They were called a sturdy donkey. The sturdy donkey carried loads. So when you become mantled, you don't be mantled to be seen. You are mantled to serve. You're mantled to serve. So if you don't have any service in your mantle, I question who gave it to you. Because there should be a point in your life where we see you working, where we see you carrying, where we see you having to do the dirty work. There is a season. Everybody that has a real mantle has a season to serve. A donkey is a burden of beasts. It's a beast of burden. He was built to carry. So if you're going to be a real anointed woman of God, you can't survive if you're not built to carry. People will try to kill you. They will try to destroy you. That is what the text is all about. They came after him to destroy him. But because he was built like a donkey, he stayed dirty. He stayed sturdy while they were being dirty. Some of y'all caught it, some of you didn't. You got to learn how to be sturdy while people are being dirty. They will be dirty. They will create lies. They will create stories. They will make up people. They will false testify. They will do everything they can. But you've got to remain. You remain sturdy while they are being dirty. So the cloak, the cloak, for you to really receive the cloak, you're going to have to endure seasons of dirtiness and you're going to have to stay sturdy. You're going to have to be unknown for a season. And don't try to make yourself known. Now, I know that that can be, I know that can be difficult. Let me tell you. I know that can be difficult because it's easy to make money in this digital era. If you get the right post and enough likes, you can get paid from the post. But what you don't understand is that the post becomes an idol because now you can't even get into service because you're trying to catch something funny. You can't get into the service because you're trying to catch somebody in the presence of God. You won't even help somebody that's getting beat up on a train because you want to post it. So this, 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 this has become a dirty season and we're not becoming sturdy with being a true believer and being one who's supposed to help one another in trouble because we're looking for the post because the post brings the dollar. Ooh. 
Am I okay? So he has the cloak. But we don't hear from him. He's not talking. He's serving. He has the cloak. He doesn't preach a message. He's not running a small group either. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with small groups. I love them. But if he was not told to have one, he doesn't need one. His job was to learn from Elijah. And you will understand it. There are people that have served with me for a long time. And then when supposedly God called them to do what they were supposed to do, now they're asking me questions that they should have learned while they were walking with me. Where, 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 where was your pen when you saw me? What was your pen when you saw me dealing with demons and devils? What, when the demon and the devil was your wife or your brother or your uncle or your cousin? What, what was your pen? How, did you watch how I maneuvered through the circumstance? Did you hear the kind of prayers that I was praying? Did you see how long I consecrated? Did you see if I took a break, came back? What were you doing while you were with me? Some of you are getting upset with your leader because you feel like your leader hasn't given you a chance, but your leader is saying, where's your pen? If I gave you the mic now, you wouldn't even know what to say. If I put you up in the middle of the anointing, just wrecking the room, what would you do? You don't know because you had your camera out. Where's your pen? Why aren't you writing the vision? Why aren't you making it plain? But you would rather sit with me and then want me to do it all over again so you could get it when you had a first class seat. The entire time. Elijah is sitting. He's so quiet. You don't even hear about him in the text. All you know is that he left. That's it. That is what you're going to have to be okay with for a season if you want to be successful. What happened to John? He left. What happened to Susan? He left. And you have to resist the temptation of explaining why you left. You have to resist the temptation of trying to put a sympathetic post up. So that you don't get people to join you in, in, your, in your lostness because you feel like you can't find yourself. That is a part of the journey because you are losing yourself because you're gaining a new self. There is a season when you're covered where the old you is not going to be used in the new season. So you have to stay covered. I'm teaching tonight. I don't care what you say. Glory to God. So we have the cloak. And point two, somebody say the crossing. We have the crossing. So we have the cloak and then we have the crossing. What is the crossing? Uh, well, first of all, we know the crossing in the text when we start talking about Jordan. That's the punch of the text. But there is no Jordan if he doesn't leave Gilgal. If he doesn't leave Gilgal, he'd never make it to Bethel. 
If he doesn't leave Gilgal, he doesn't go to Bethel. If he doesn't, if he stays in Bethel, he doesn't go to Jericho. And if he stays in Jericho, he does not make it to Jordan. So he's crossing over piece by piece. Bethel is the house of God. Gilgal was an ancient sanctuary. Gilgal is where they parked when they had came out of Egypt and they begin to celebrate God. They parked there and they put the tent of the meeting there and they begin to worship God. They got to know God at Gilgal. So at Gilgal, there is this ancient anointing that you have to go through so you can understand how to minister to all generations you can't just minister to the new generation and not be able to touch the ancient generation so he has to go through Gilgal to understand the ancientness of God to understand the law the history what God is talking about because when you step into ministry you just can't sing you just can't hoop you've got to understand what God is saying so you can distribute the word of God across all generations so they hit Gilgal, leave Gilgal and go to the house of God which is Bethel. While they're in Bethel they run into the school of the prophets that are there. There are many prophets that Samuel has started the school and these particular prophets or students live there. Well they learned God, worship, how to deal with the things of God. So he parks there, look at it, students with students. Say it again, students with students. Uh, some of you are trying to be students with teachers where you need to walk out of those doors and go back to where you're supposed to be. You're walking in rooms that you have not been given permission to walk into yet. And so you should go back to the classroom and don't try to go to the break room because it's in the break room where the teachers are talking about your habits and when you walk into that room you have violated every principle they just aren't saying anything but you wonder why you haven't received any invitations because you're in the wrong room students with students and the students are having a conversation watch what they say the students is it okay to just be like this is it okay the students are so in tune that Elijah has already said that he's leaving today and so they reference Elijah so much that they don't talk to Elijah they go to Elisha or Elisha and they said today's the day that uh, God's going to take your teacher and watch what the student says shh be quiet that's when you know you have somebody that is really supporting you they didn't say anything wrong. It just didn't need to be said. I wish I had a real, I wish I had a real witness in here right now. There was nothing wrong with what they said, but he said, shh, be quiet about it. It is known, but it is not for you to discuss. So shh, be quiet. That goes right along with shh, sit down, be quiet. You, you, you should practice that. Because it would work when you hear people talking about your own pastor. Shh. Sit down. Be quiet. You don't have to cuss them out. You don't have to deal with them negatively. Just shh. Be quiet. Sit down. Be quiet. You would be surprised if you would just take a stance for somebody. How that would, how that would elevate you in the eyes of the people that you say you love. When you sit there and let people talk, and you're, how can you sit there and let them converse? You should be saying, shh, sit down, be quiet. There's nothing wrong with what you said, sister, 
but this doesn't need to be discussed. So if it's already known, then shh, be quiet. There's no use of creating a stir over something you said you already know. So if you know it, then why are we continuing to talk about it? Shh, be quiet. So we, we, we leave Gilgal, we go to Bethel, we leave Bethel and we go to Jericho. Jericho is a place of battle. It is a place of victory. So, so we leave the house of God and we go to the place where we've had a military battle where this place is going to be known for walls coming down. So we go to the place of walls coming down and there's a school there. And when they get to the school, he's back with students again. And the students do not go to Elijah. The students go to Elisha or Elisha and they do the exact same thing and Elisha says shh be quiet see it'll never become habit for you if you don't start it somewhere so he started it in Bethel and when he got to Jericho it was easy for him to stand up in it and see it's hard for you because you just won't start stop lying stop gussing stop, stop gossiping if you don't stop then you can't live the life. But you got to stop somewhere. I know y'all don't like that one. You got to stop first. It will never work for you if you don't stop. Stop. Sit down. Be quiet. I don't even know how that got in my message. It just, but it's sitting with me tonight. Sit down. Be quiet. He controls the narrative. He doesn't let them say what they want to say. He leaves. He leaves. So the crossover is not just Jordan. The crossover is from Gilgal to, to Bethel, from Bethel to Jericho, and from Jericho to Jordan. Well, why is, why, Pastor Tim, why do you spend so much time talking about that? Because we spend a lot of time talking about what happened in the Jordan, all right? But there's a component in the Jordan, it wouldn't make sense if we didn't go visit all the other places. Because if you notice when we get to the Jordan, each time from, from Gilgal to Jericho, to Bethel to Jericho, uh, Elijah asked him to stay. He said, look, just stay here. And it's what Elijah says. He says, as long as God lives and as long as you live, I will not leave. He equates him saying, I'm staying with you. As long as God is living and you are living, I'm not leaving. That's the power that he compares to him staying with Elijah. There is not a chance that I'm going to let you live while God is living and I be separated from you. He took the chance to disobey him and says, I'm not leaving your side. This is how committed Elisha is to Elijah. He says, I'm not going anywhere. I will cross each season with you. It doesn't matter what happens because you've got to understand this. When you've built something, you love it. And for him to go visit it before he leaves it, that can be depressing because you're looking at he's going to be with the Lord. But he does have a natural body with natural emotions. And he's going to visit everything that he's built 
while he's been here on the earth. And nobody's talking about how you have to leave what you've built. How you have to leave and walk away from what you've constructed with your own hands. How, the, the attachments that happen to be there. Why is that important? Because you don't find anywhere in the scripture where we know who Elijah's parents are, who Elijah's family is. He has nobody but the people that he has trained. His family, they are his students. There is no history of who he's connected with. And the only history are those that he has trained. But yet, he allows him to go. And as he goes with him, he says, look, I just want one thing from you. Just give me a double portion. Give me a double portion of your spirit. And he says, you've asked a hard thing. But if you see me taken up, then you can have it. But if you don't see me, you won't. Now, what I love about Elijah, if you study him, and I know everybody in here does, you don't see anywhere where God gave him permission to even say that. Just like you don't see any permission where God told him to shut down stuff. He was so powerful, he believed God was going to back him. That's what I want you to understand. That's why I told you about the scripture in James. That he was human just like you are. But if you live a consecrated life for him, he will back your word. I wish I had a witness in here. Lay your hands on somebody and tell them God's got your back. God's got your back. God's got that ain't the right neighbor. We're in London. I thought y'all praised God down here. Look at somebody else and tell them God has your back. Well, then if he's got your back, oh, oh my God, uh, doctor, if he's got your back, then why don't you just say three things real loud that you need God to do and believe him for it? Now notice, only a few people spoke. And just a few of you watched us. Some of you think it's foolish. That would simply mean that you're carnal. carnality is enmity against God and spiritual things become foolish to you and you're waiting on Dr. Oscar to say it to you when you've been given the power to say it yourself when we've done all this building on the front side to get you to see that that power is resting in you but you gotta have the faith to believe that God will back you now this time I want those of you that believe God to stand up the rest of you sit down and watch us those of you stand up and tell God what you need him to do now if you believe what you said then give God a 30 second praise for it That's 15 seconds. Come on here. You can give him a little bit. Come on. 20 seconds. Praise him online. Praise him online. Praise him in the room. Put that organ in the house so I can hear it. Now if you believe God's going to do it and you praise him, go find three people and tell them it's already done. C-sharp. 
it's already tell them it's already done If I was back home in America, I would say it's already, it's already done. Somebody say it. Glory to God, be seated. Boy, I want to preach it just like that. But I can't do it here. Have I got a witness here? Where did the drama go? Get back up here. But I feel the Holy Ghost telling me to tell somebody you've crossed into a new season, but you gotta have enough faith to let the devil know you tried to stop me, but the Holy Ghost got my back. Look at somebody and say, God, you gotta say it with power. Tell somebody, God, God's got my back. Have I got a witness here? Turn that organ up so I can hear it. Put it in the house so I can hear it. Have I got a witness here? If you believe God is going to make a way, then grab one more neighbor and tell that neighbor, catch this fire. Catch this fire. I've been through the storm and rain, but catch this fire. I've had heartaches, but catch this fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Glory to God. Shh. Hold on. Just stay right there. Because I feel like preaching it, but I, 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 got, I got to do this. You had the crossing. You had the cloak, the crossing. And at the end, you had the cry. Somebody shout the cry. The cry. And there were two cries in this text. The first cry comes from the son. Because once he sees the chariot, that's interesting to me that the chariot comes on fire the horse is on fire but what's interesting to me in the text is that they were walking side by side the horse and the chariot divides them the horse and the chariot is from heaven the horse and the chariot separates the two dimensions what's on earth stays on this side What's in heaven stays on this side. There was a separation between the two. But what I love about scripture is that can, what's done in heaven can also be done on earth. So there's also this continuity that happens. There's a division and there's continuity. Because when he sees the chariot apostle, he's taking up in a whirlwind, a fiery whirlwind. He's gone. Once he's gone, you hear from the sun. Father, my father, this is what he says. And we miss that portion of the text because we're so concerned about the double that we forget what you had to lose to get it. That you never get double without losing something. The only way you get double that there must be a decrease of something in your life. 
you must lose yourself you must lose habits you must lose certain mindsets you must lose self-control he loses something and his response is father wait a minute have we not heard this Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. And my question for you tonight is what did you lose to get what you have? And if you haven't lost anything, you really don't have anything. Because for you to really have something with substance, there is something you're going to have to let go of. You're going to have to let go of your own way, your own control, your own mindset for you to receive double father. He says, Father, I lost my father, my biological father. Just a few months ago, and we didn't have the best relationship. And we spent our last 30 days together, and we fixed everything that was broken. In the last few days, I was cutting his hair and shaving him, and we were laughing, and we were talking about the kingdom of God. We were talking about his church. We were talking. And I didn't think that his death was going to snap me in half because of what we did not have coming up. But during those 30 days, I got something I had never experienced. My father. My father. And I started understanding my voice. And for 40 years, I've been searching for who am I? And I wasn't even afraid to say that in front of thousands of people. I don't know who I am. Searching for years. Had a microphone but still didn't know. Could help people find who they were. But still could not find who I am. And it wasn't until my dad. And at that moment. Father. Came out of me. A pain. A clog that was there all those years ripped open. And an enormity of emotion that I have never felt in my life started rushing. And I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know where to go with it. Because now, God, what do you mean? All these years I haven't had this. And then when I get it, you take it. And it took me some time. And all I could say. Father! And then I started watching videos of my daddy. And I realized all of the breaks that I put in the relationship, I stopped looking at him. 
I started looking at the bricks that I put there as protocols to protect me from the pain of disappointment. So I was just as much as the cause because Jordan is the place of flow. And I could not flow because I damned it to protect myself. And so we see in this text where there is no dam. This man opens up in the text. Father! And after he says it, he picks up cloak and he rolls up the cloak like Moses he walks back to the shore after having lost who he's been walking with the second cry is when he takes it and he throws it down and he says where is the Lord of Elijah when you stay with God, God has another cry to complement the pain that you have gone through. And he's not going to leave you stuck with, Father, he's putting something in your hand to show you that I saw you looking and serving. I saw you being sturdy while people were being dirty. And when he said, where is the God of Elijah? He became the fire catcher. He caught the fire. And from that point on, Elijah, Elisha is doing miracles like crazy. He's doing miracles like crazy. And the last thing I want to tell you is this, and we're going to pray. Elijah did the right way to teach us how to pass it. Elisha didn't have anybody to pass it to. He died with the fire. He died with the fire. Why have the fire and die with the fire? You are here to pass the fire. Somebody is supposed to catch your fire. You remember the text when he was buried and the Moabites raiders were coming and they threw a man in his grave. And what happened? He popped up because the fire was still shut up in his bones. So yes, it's good to have the fire shut up in your bones for a season, but it's not supposed to stay there. Your fire is supposed to transmit, be transferred to somebody else. Now we're about to get ready to hold hands with somebody. And I want you to release fire into their life. And this fire is to help them go through every season that is trying to take them from their very destiny. You're going to go to war for the next 90 seconds. And if you're not going to do it, leave them alone and find somebody else. Because you're not doing me no favor just by going through the motions. The world is too hard for me to just play with you. I need somebody that's going to go to war and we're going to pass this fire tonight. And I believe you're going to be able to walk through every dimension, every door. When I count to three, one, two, three. Go, 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 go. Come on. 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 That's it. That's it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. 
Don't play with it. Brishita. Glory. Come on. 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 That's it. 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 Come on. Come on. Now. 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 Come on. Come on. That's it. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on here. Come on here. Come on here. Come on here. Right now. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Right now. Right now. Right now. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Pacify it. Pacify it. Pacify it. Pacify it. Now. Pacify it. Pacify it. Pacify it. Pacify it. Pacify it. Right now. That's it. Give it to him, baby. Give it to him. Give it to him. Pacify it. Pass 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 it. I know you're holding it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Come on. 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 Pass it. Pass it. Now. Shut up. Break it. Itama. Konoboshi. Itanana. Come on. Right now. It's all right. It's all right. Don't worry about it. It's all right. Let him bless you. Let him bless you. Let him bless you. Let him bless you. Come on. Fire. 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 Fire, 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 fire. Come on, come on, come on. Now, 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 fire. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Give him glory. 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 Now, fire, 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 fire. Fire, 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 fire. Somebody give him glory. Come on, come on. Let him go. Let him go. Come on, give him glory. Give him glory. That's it, young man. Give him glory. Release, release. Release! That's it, come on. Come on. Come on. He breaks. Don't worry about it. You get your shut up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Shut up. Fire. 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 Let him have it. 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 Fire. 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 Fire.
that's it. Let him have 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 it. You 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 let him have it. Fire. 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 Let him bless you. 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 Let him bless you.
know you're a fire catcher, I want you to go high five three people and tell them I got my fire. I need to hear you say, I got my fire. I got my fire. I got my fire. Is something on your tongue? Talk to us. Cora passe vento cupayates, leproso vena mina to cupaya, rore de ansavicatoria salaba, roco pianta vide, lenso prienza mieno me itavaya. 
of the Spirit of God says indeed you have crossed over into a new season of your life and the Lord says I have shattered a glass ceiling of containment that the enemy thought that he had over you for the last three years the Lord says in your next place is your breakthrough and your crossing over says the Spirit of the living God and the Lord says when men said there was a casting down you are entering into the season of a lifting up and the Spirit of God says I am breaking the confusion and the witchcraft and the generational curses that felt that they could hold you bound for years says the Lord but the Lord says just like Paul and Silas began to praise me in the midst of their prison the Spirit of God says if you will release a praise from your belly up right now the Lord says the prisoners 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 For the Lord said, I've opened the heavens over UK tonight. And the Lord said, while many would say the land is dry, I've assembled the rainmakers. And the Lord said in your shout, rain is coming upon this land. It will be dry no more, says the Lord. For this night, I found a people that have released their cry unto me. And the Lord said, the heavens are being opened up. And God said, get ready, United Kingdom. Get ready, United Kingdom. Get ready, United Kingdom. For the rumbling of revival is in your midst. And the Lord said, as you cry unto me you are announcing a new day for this night is a night of announcement you are announcing you cross into the new day and the Lord said the spirit of barrenness the spirit of mourning empty wombs are going out now said the Lord and a new season of fruitfulness a new season of birthing is in this land said the Lord and as you lift up your shout unto me you are making a prophetic announcement and I will swiftly respond you can roar you can roar you can roar come on roar 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 the womb of the United Kingdom is coming alive roar 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 Wonders, miracles, and healing are coming out as you are. The spirit of the breaker is being loosed as you are. Come on, the Lord said you wept long enough. It's time to roar. It's time to roar. I'm loosing the spirit of the breaker in the land as you are. I need every prophetic person at the count of three. Lift up a shout. And this shout is the announcement that you crossed over. Come on. Those online, do it in your home. One, two, three. Come on. 
won't be long God's decree things are gonna happen so fast that your head is gonna swim one thing on the heels of another I hear the Lord saying I'm about to cause you to walk into an overtaking anointing you will begin to overtake your enemies your enemies are about to become your footstool in the name of Jesus see what I cause the blind to see I cause wealth to spring forth from the north the south and the east and west and as you open your mouth God said the fire that you have you're taking to your churches you're taking to your communities as you open your mouth fire is being released to your country to your nation says the Lord release a sound in this room because there's fire depositing all over this room there is fire being released on your head clouds of fire clouds of fire new fire and there's a new tongue you'll be filled with a new tongue you won't go back the same way you came for the Lord is releasing a cloud and he's dispensing rain, rain of blessings, blessings, blessings of being released. I see a cloud of rain, I see a cloud of rain and blessings are falling over this room. Shout hallelujah. The last word I want to give you is the Lord told me that He's going to heal you between cries. Amen. That the cry of depression, the cry of pain, Amen. God's going to answer you from that shout to the next shout. Amen. And you cannot be afraid to shout while you're hurting. Don't wait for things to be just right to give Him the glory. Because God's going to do it in the shout after the pain. Oh, somebody give him glory. Open your mouth, shout in here. That's it, that's it, take it. You don't have to wait on nobody. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Yeah. Yeah, that is right there. That is. Take it. Yeah, man,
Lord says somebody shout is already transforming it's already changing I can hear the joy in your shout it's shifting in your core coming out of your mouth out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water not dead water living water if it hadn't killed you by now it's not gonna kill you at all open up your mouth shout Those of you that are watching us online, shout right where you are. We're not leaving you by yourself. Shout online. We don't need no emoji. Open your mouth in front of your phone, in front of your tablet, at your school. Open your mouth. Shout. Shout it. I'm a fire catcher. I'm a fire catcher. You have the fire. I want everyone in this room to sow tonight. Don't sit down. We're going to keep worshiping and giving. If you have to go to your seat to grab your device, I want at least 20 people in here to sow a $200 seat. I am one. The text to give information is on the screen. We can go to Cash App. I need my phone to be able to give. I want at least 200 of you to sow $200 tonight. If that's not difficult for you, then I want you to join us. If you know you can sow that, that doesn't hurt you to sow. If God has blessed you on that level, will you raise your hand and help us do what we need to do for this meeting? I see you. Join us. Help us. Help us with this conference. Your leader has flown people from the United States. It costs to do that. It doesn't happen for free. 200 of you would do that. What did I say? 20 out of a guy on my head. Gone already. The rest of you, I want you to get $100 and help us. Get $100 and help us. Help us with this budget tonight. Help us with this budget. 20 of us are showing 200. I want as many of you that can sow 100 to do that. You sow 100. And then everybody else, you get your best seed. You get your best seed. And we're going to sow tonight. We're going to sow tonight. Get your best seed. Get your best seed. You put it on the screen. And sow your seed tonight. We're sowing. You musicians, I want you all to sow tonight. Sow something tonight. Sow something tonight. You singers, sow something tonight. We're sowing tonight. I've given my 200 Everybody get your gift. Those of you that are watching online, if you can join us, 
at that 200 level, I want you to do that. We want to be a blessing to the Brook Place. It costs to do this. I want you to think about that. Everything that you put on, it costs to do it. And let's help meet the expenses of this meeting. You can be a partner with us tonight. Get your seat in your hand. You can play something nice. Get your seat. So, so on the 200, so on the 100. If you don't have anything, if you don't have anything, come touch the altar with your hand. And just say, God, if I had it, I would do it. You don't have anything. Every miracle in the blessing in the Bible had instructions to it. If you don't have anything, touch the altar. Say, if I had it, I would give it. If I had it, I would give it.